What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Flagrant 2. No easy buckets analysis by assholes. What a cool commentary for your sports needs. Uh, this is a Patreon episode. We got a special guest in the building. We have um, a New York legend to be. Uh, a cure, The curator, along with others, but we're going to give you the credit right now, of what I think is the the gem of New York comedy now. I think it is the only thing in New York comedy that represents us right now. Comic base. Not necessarily club base. Obviously, there's the clubs and stuff, uh, which is Skankfest. And um, the owner and curator of uh, one of the most potent podcast networks in New York as well. We have Louis J. Gomez with yeah. us here. Yeah. I've been trying to get Louis on this podcast for Lewis, I don't know how long this is now. I know. We are both very busy. It's difficult to... We're very to... busy, and you do a podcast with Michael Bisping, yeah. uh, former middleweight middleweight champion, middleweight champion uh, called Believe You Me, mm. which, and this is, this is so typical of like the YouTube era, I have probably watched a hundred clips of this podcast on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. That aren't even through your guys' fucking YouTube. It's like these other MMA channels. Yeah. Mm. Get your videos posted. I've never listened to a full episode. I listen to <laughs> hundreds of, of these clips and on YouTube. And that's why I leave those up. We don't take our copyright go, claims. Right? Do you know, you know what we do, though? What's that? This was the smartest shit ever. We started reaching out to the people who own those channels, and they put these clips, because these are MMA channels that have massive followings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was like, hey, we won't take our copyright claims on you. All you got to do is leave in our ad reads. So then we get conversions oh, off that. Fuck. We can use that for. That's great. Uh, so you, you sometimes it, you know a, a clip will go viral and get a million hits. So a lot of the time they're and it, most I'd say eighty percent of them leave them in. Twenty percent of them don't respond, and we still leave them up because fuck it, it's still people discovering the yeah. brand. Dude, but it's tons of people talking. It's how I find about it. Yeah, you know, it's like I I will, there are a few guys that I'll click on for MMA stuff. It's you two. There's another guy. Uh, Bad Sonnen. Guy Inc. Joe Sonnen. I was. I knew you were going to say it. Mm. Yeah, he's and the he's best. got a great setup. Yeah. And he's a great talker. Mm -hmm. He's a. He's. He's very kind of like wrestling in his background. The way yeah. not like. Actual, Do you know his background as a fighter? Well, uh, very vaguely. Right. I know his like Bellator days. Like the. Yeah. No, no, no. He used to be in the UFC. He has got the best story ever because he okay, was sort go. of like. He was like, a, you know, I would say a middler for a long time. He he got it to the UFC and you know he was somebody that you know. A very tough, gritty wrestler who you know just won a lot of fights, and but it wasn't somebody that you know people were really talking about. And then he ended up getting um, the Silva fight. He ended up talking his way into the Anderson Silva fight. Essentially, if yeah. you watch his shit talk, you could probably pull up highlights <laughs> yeah, of yeah, yeah. Chelson and like his like shit talking. Yeah, he straight up just took a page out of Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, yeah. like old yeah. school pro wrestling. That's how I found about. A, that's how I found out about. And him, he's man. funny, like, dude. And he was saying so racist hilarious. shit, dude. He's telling telling a story about the first time he met the Nogueira brothers and he's just being as serious as possible he was like yeah he was like we got off this bus he was like this is how dumb they are he was like Brazilians they don't even know he was like they thought the bus was a horse they were trying to feed a carrot to the bus. <laughs> and I'm watching him I was like it's a bus what are you guys and it's one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen in my entire life and I'm like and this is an MMA fighter yeah. um, and some of these guys this is MMA is a beautiful sport because some of these guys they have these really great personalities and they really go big and, uh -huh. and I, I even the guys that sort of miss I appreciate the effort like Colby Covington who's a guy who's yeah. kind of cringy right now and, yeah. but he's still trying to do this pro wrestling thing he wears a Trump make America great yeah. hat yeah. and he trolls people and I people saw him are going furious. into Whole Foods with his uh, team yeah. a few weeks ago when they were at New York for the fight mm. and um, 
they were looking so fucking badass mm. and like mean. But walking in a Whole Foods, <laughs> it was just the most hilarious joke. Like he mean mug. I think we kind of like recognize each other from whatever. Yeah. But it was like I couldn't put together Colby Covington right. and the Make America Great Again that shit. So my what I've heard about Colby is two things. One, when the act is gone, nicest guy. I'm sure. I, I, I bet all these guys are like nicest, nicest fucking guy. Yeah. Two, I heard that he is a WXWWE writer. Uh, puts together all of his stuff and he has lines that he's like prepping before he goes on for these I, news conferences. I would, yeah. I would, and I have no problem. I respect it. That's how you make money in this it. business. But there's also other guys because it's not every guy. Like I don't think that Nate Diaz when the cameras go off he starts making eye contact. Because he's already no, 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 yeah. He's a fucking psycho. Yeah. That's who yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, like, yeah. You know, he's that thug from Stockton, California and there are guys that are real. Michael Bisping is Michael Bisping yeah. on the show. Yeah. He's Michael Bisping in the car. You know, like the, that guy's very, very real and very funny. But you see, there's a, so many different personalities in the sport, and I think that it's kind of, in my opinion, why it's taken um, this the the taken sort of the the space as the number one combat sport. It's because you know the the UFC took so much from the WWE, and they're like, wait a minute, we can put these guys sort of in the spotlight, and we can make stars. And I feel like there's not that many personalities in boxing. chicks fight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is a headlining card. With a zero percent chance the titty's gonna pop out. We watch chicks fight. I watch a chick fight all day long. You see some of them just tear their clothes off. No, dude, the marketing is phenomenal. It's it's way better. And because it's part of one organization, much like WWE, you have so much more control of all these different fighters that you can prop up whereas in boxing it's a complete fucking free-for-all yeah. so it's not like the wbc can like brand guys that have and have some sort of like know tournament. The difference between the wbc wbo who knows the linear, like even watching yeah. the tyson fury fight it's like the linear heavyweight we don't know what like, that i don't is. know what that means yeah. so i'm like i just see a guy with a green belt i'm yeah. assuming he's the guy it know? is it is uh, the marketing leg of it is phenomenal and it seems like the guys are starting to realize the the like the buying power behind the story like we, yeah. were, we were talking about this on the on the episode uh what was it uh today yeah, today's yeah. tuesday but this is coming out friday and we we're talking about how um skill is not as important as story there is a fight that's coming up logan paul he's a youtuber mm -hmm. you know him yeah I know. and he's is. fighting this guy ksi it's a rematch right rematch you know where they're fighting where? Staples Center. Center. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's fucking Staples Center. <laughs> it's sold out. Granted, Staples Center. The, the Fortnite World Championships was also at the Staples Center. Yeah. Oh, shit. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, 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 yeah. The cheapest seats were $250. Yeah. I was going to go. I was going to go because I play Fortnite and I was straight up going to go. But um, yeah. It's no, no, story. Yeah. It's what people are invested in. They don't really care how yeah. great your striking or jujitsu no. is. They care about how great your background is. Nate Diaz has a compelling background. But He's going to get people excited about a fight. story. It, it is it is the foundation of this this sport. They created a sport, so I think the, because and they're also the most respected brand. They're the Coca Cola of MMA. That story in itself gives them validity. So it's it's just so it's different. The, what KSI and um, Logan Paul are doing is sort of in a category of itself. KSI and Logan Paul, if they were doing a rap battle, they could do it at the Staples Center. Wait, I think if, if they the were doing is... if they were playing fucking thumb wrestling, they could do it at the Staples yeah, Center. But... Their fan bases are going to just watch them compete against each other. But for an individual fight yeah. to blow up. 
like any UFC fight I've heard about, it's because of a story behind it. Right. You know what I mean? That's I've heard why 24 7 happened. Yeah. I heard of Conor McGregor because of his personality and that, like, story, well, personality, well, that kind of thing. Yeah, and you get certain guys, they sort of have everything, right? That story is what, you know, this is what makes them stars because it has to be. It has to be a bunch of different factors, and it's sort of weird because you see, like, George St. Pierre wasn't necessarily the most exciting fighter yeah. in the world, but he became the most popular fighter in the world because he sort of had this, like, quality in him that people, you know, they, what, I mean, he had an entire country behind him as well. But The country it, helps. He was he kinda, handsome. He, he kinda carried, yeah, he carried himself really well. Like, he kind of seemed like you could see him with, like, other athletes, and he'd be like... The, the face of that brand like yeah. kind of like John Jones for a second where it was like I don't really care how good of a fighter you are but like I could see you wearing like Nike shit yeah. and yeah. doing those yeah. commercials no, yeah, it was also a different time yeah. because yeah. back yeah. then there wasn't social media the way it is now so these guys weren't tweeting the way they are they didn't have right. an opportunity to build a brand for themselves so really back then you know we're talking about when GSP was coming up 10 years ago uh, you know he became the biggest fighter ever the, they had two three minutes in the cage to have an interview with Joe Rogan after they win, and they and create those moments, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And the, or you know, in a press conference or in an interview, there was very controlled moments. And George St. Pierre, there's a, a great moment where right before he got the title shot, um, he got down on his knees and begged. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. And he was like, Dana White, please, please give me the title shot. And like the crowd's like, ah, people are crying. It's mm. one of the most like just amazing moments. And like that was like, the, it's it's one of the things that stand out to me. It's not him fucking getting it's into a fight in a bar moment, or like crashing his car into a right. telephone pole. Mm. Yeah, it yeah. was sort of this very oh, controlled thing. thing. It's like, we pay more attention to the negative shit, but the positive shit works as well. Yeah, yeah of course. Right? Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah, exactly. You're gonna have he's heel, and you're gonna have promo, and he's a baby face. It's pro wrestling, and most people play the heel. But I guess what you're saying Dude, is you can also play the good guy. This of guy, course. Justin uh, Poirier, right, has been like the sweetest guy post loss with Khabib. Mm. You know, Khabib obviously helps out the charity, and there's a perfect opportunity for him to be the good guy yeah. and then face him up against some heel that we all hate and then we're all rooting for Justin if he wins he wins if he doesn't he doesn't I mean like you can sell positive fights fuck the Gaethje fight with the Cowboy this weekend like that moment that they had afterwards yeah. dude that was super sweet I was smiling thinking yeah. about it and my girl was like what are you like what are you smiling about like cause she thought I was thinking about her or something like, she was like what are you over there smiling about like yeah. but uh it was this beautiful moment where like Gaethje was like he wanted to keep going like you could tell they fucking cared about each yeah, other, you know. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It's, it's well, I think it's in a good very space. emotional because like you know it's a guy who you know uh, he doesn't have any ill will towards the guy who he likes, and the yeah. referee didn't stop it, so he sort of got mad at the ref. Curse because, the ref. Yeah, he's like, dude, what are you doing? I'm, I'm hitting this guy in the head an extra ten times because yeah. you can't just fucking stop the fight. It's done, right? Um, yeah, and that dude, that's it's an amazing thing. It's it's why, in my opinion, it's the best sport in the world. It's like there's all of these different factors, and then on top of it, on top of the story, on top of everything else, these guys get they get into a cage and they fucking beat the shit out of each other. It's like you know you could. Oh, I just think it's like the absolute you know the highest level of like competitiveness, the highest level. I, and it's not an original thought of my own. It might be like an old Joe Rogan thought, or even Dana White or one of these guys. But it's like. In all these sports, that aggression, they come out they come out of the gridiron of football and they're like, ah, rules. Ah, and then they gotta go stand behind yeah, a line yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. bend over. What's like, what are you doing? Yeah. They wanna kill each other. Kill yeah. each other, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. It's the what is a sport is supposed to simulate war, and this is the closest you get. This yeah. is close to fighting yeah. as you can get. It you, is fighting. It is fighting. It is it is well, fighting. fighting with I can a grab few your balls rules. and fucking put my thumb in your eyeball. If I'm fighting, I'm gonna take this bottle, I'm gonna hit you over the head. Yeah. It's a little different. It's the closest. It's the closest thing you can get. 
to, to the real deal real deal yeah. you know and you know with keeping it civilized yeah. and i mean the reality is the fact that it is as popular as it's gotten and you know you really look at just sort it's of civilized within like man's rules of how to be civilized yeah. you don't hit another guy in the balls you don't whatever yeah. you know what i mean don't fight dirty but yeah. a guy is concussed on the ground and you got they'll you can hit him one more time yeah, it's the one it's right. The one like, sport you get that one more. You, to a man, it's you like you gotta make sure you win. If the referee doesn't pull you off, you do it one more time. You have to. Yeah. Dude's rule. rules, dude's yeah. rules are you gotta win. Yes, you can't lose. So yeah. you gotta hit him one more time. That sucks. But that's what you gotta do. Yeah, these guys. There's something about it. Um, you know, which I love. It's like the you know they're. When I, it's all, it reminds me when I was a kid. I remember there was a, a few times it was almost like, we're going to meet after school 3.30 in yeah. the parking lot, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, there's something about, there's this weird gentlemanly thing where I agree, I'm going to fight you. It's you a, agree to fight me. We're yeah. going to stand there. To do one, one of the Yeah, to duel. One of the guys go down and that's that. You're like, all right, we've settled this. And you usually you shake hands. This is me, my whole childhood. Every yeah. one of my friends I got into some dumb fight like this with at one point. And then you're, you're buddies again. Or you, yeah. And you weirdly got closer to them through that weird fucking thing. And um, I love that in MMA. And you watch it happen. You watch guys that, that are, you know, they talk all the shit in the world to each other. And they they go to war and they try to kill each other in that cage. They leave it all in line. Then at the end of it, they fucking break down and hug each other. Yeah. And they have this beautiful moment because they legitimately went through, um, you know, that relationship is something that very few people in the world will ever experience. Going, you know, training and and you know, obsessing over a person for three months and studying what they do, what they think, trying to get in their head. Yeah. That's a whole other no level. Yeah, it's like when Izzy. your girl gives birth. It's like you watch your girl give birth, yeah. right? It's rare you get to see someone give maximum effort. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to not fucking respect someone who you've seen yeah. give maximum effort remember in we life. Remember Izzy on the show? Like, this is right after he just won the, the yeah. you know, interim title. Yeah. And he just had a fucking war with this guy. And we're asking him all these questions about, like, yo, just, what's your mindset at this point? You're looking at him and he's like, one, he was willing to die at that point. And, the, and he knows... The guy, yeah, cro- yeah. yeah, the guy crossed their cage is willing to die also. Yeah, and like it's a different respect. Like you can't pretend. Like there's no pretending. Yeah. And it's in, so in, personal. In it's just exactly. very. It's a one man sport. You know, it is a really personal thing. And um, I have so much respect. I did that dumb comedian fight for for charity for mm-hmm. Alice Mania last year. Yeah, and I loved I, that. I went that through great. that whole process it. with Ryan O'Neill, and uh, it, you know, it was uh, Dude, it was really do, humbling. Wait a minute, we need to do one of those with the bloggers. We need to do a comic versus blogger MMA match. Oh, please. Like Sign nine me the fights. Up. I'll get in there. That's the only nine fight I can fights. get into where dudes are in my weight class. Hold Just on. me versus Sadie Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bitch. Yeah, genderless. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you made the rules. Gender. There is no gender. no gender. We're Sorry. binary. <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is Akash. That was a preview of our Patreon episode. If you want the full thing, go to www patreon.com slash flagrant2 join the illest community on earth unless you're a social justice warrior then you're just gonna ruin the fun